Hello, and welcome to the LCS Foundation Podcast. I'm Rachel Sorcy. And I'm Tony Galvan. Today's episode is about the 2019 Walk to End Alzheimer's Community Fundraising Campaign. Here with us today, we have Bridget Yulman, Director of Corporate Legal Affairs, Chair of the LCS Walk to End Alzheimer's Committee, and she's also a board member of the Alzheimer's Association, uh, the Iowa chapter. We also have Julie Bissonette, who's the Executive Director at Newcastle Place and also the Fundraising Chair for our Investment Life Plan Communities. Rachel Torres is also with us. Rachel is the Admissions and Marketing Director at the Park Vista Health Center. Lastly, we have Christy Stem, who is the Director of Assisted Living and Memory Care at Newcastle Place. How's it going today, everyone? It's great. Thank you. Excellent. Great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, Bridget, I actually wanted to start with you, um, just given your um, the role here that that Rachel just described, just from that leadership standpoint. And um, you know, as we've been having these these podcasts and these conversations, it's always been helpful to talk to those that are a bit closer um, to some of the specific pillars that the foundation represents. So I'm hoping that you can talk a little bit more about the Alzheimer's care support and research pillar of, of the LCS Foundation. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. So at LCS, the fight against Alzheimer's disease is a very near and dear cause to our hearts. As you know, LCS owns, manages, and develops retirement care communities across the United States. We're currently the second largest operator of senior living in the country, and we serve more than 35,000 seniors every single day. So as you can imagine, the fight against Alzheimer's is something that affects all of us, especially here at LCS every day. And the LCS Foundation is really dedicated to finding that first survivor of Alzheimer's disease. And we show that support in many different ways here in our LCS home office. We do a lot of activities here. And then across our over 130 communities across the nation, we're all taking steps and doing what we can to find that first survivor. And and what I think is especially kind of interesting about that, Bridget, um, especially for folks at, at, at the community level, I think that really resonates with them. And, you know, recently I was on the um, LCS Foundation um, webpage on LCS Connect, uh, just sort of reading some of the general information and that um, that concept of finding the first survivor of, of Alzheimer's. I think that just resonates so um, so much with folks and it, and it just really stands out. Um, in, in one of our um, first episodes that we did with uh, with Joel Nelson, he specifically talked about um, what that would mean to him. And he sort of reflected back on his time uh, at the community level. Um, and again, what he sort of experienced and saw and, and what that meant to him. So I think that's um, um, one of the most important things, especially when you consider how diverse those different pillars are um, of the of the foundation. So um, we, we appreciate you highlighting that. Um, Specifically, Bridget, can you get into um, some of the details um, regarding um, this year's campaign? I know that it's something that over the years um, in particular, and maybe you could even give some um, give some sort of a retroactive look back there just to give people a context, especially for the newer um, employees that we have as far as what we've done over the years. And again, um, 2019 in particular, um, some of the details behind this year's campaign, um, some of the logistics, some of the strategy that you guys talked about uh, when you were looking to address this this year. 
Yeah, absolutely, Tony. So when we talk about years past with our Alzheimer's campaign, LCS has always been dedicated to finding the first survivor of Alzheimer's disease. And every year, our campaign gets bigger and it gets better. And it's because our employees and the people in our communities are just so dedicated to you know, finding that first survivor of Alzheimer's. Here in our home office specifically, you know, I chair our Walk to End Alzheimer's campaign. So we have a home office campaign, and then we also have field chairs that direct our, how our communities are fundraising as well. But specifically talking first about our home office campaign, we have three main pillars that we're really focusing our energy on, and that's education, engagement, and fundraising. If I could just step through those three different pillars just really quickly and talk about some of the key initiatives that we did in 2019, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. So here, so when we go through our first pillar, which is education, the our here in our home office in Des Moines, we organize a four-part speaker series that occurs throughout the month of June. June is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month, and the LCS Foundation hosts this uh, four-part speaker series where we educate LCS employees and people in the community about Alzheimer's disease. As I mentioned, the speaker series is sponsored by the LCS Foundation, so it's completely free for any LCS employee or anyone in the Des Moines community or you know, whoever can attend. It's a free lunch and learn. So we work really hard to bring amazing speakers our four-part speaker series. And we also work really hard to have those speakers discuss a variety of topics when we talk about Alzheimer's. So uh, during that four-part speaker series, our first speaker was Dr. Yogi Shah. He's the director of palliative care at Broadlands Medical Center, which is a hospital here in Des Moines. He talked about what you can do today to prevent Alzheimer's disease in the future. And this was a really unique speaker series event because no matter how old you are, whether you're 20 or whether you're 60, you can do um, activities today by altering your diet, um, you know, uh, treating depression. Uh, if you have hearing loss, you know, there are so many things you can do today, making sure that your brain is engaged, reading something new every day, learning an instrument, learning a new language. There are so many things you can do today to help prevent Alzheimer's disease in the future. So that was our first speaker series. Our second was Dr. Kyle Page. He's a geriatric psychologist with the VA here in Des Moines. And he talked about how to navigate those behavioral changes when you have an Alzheimer's diagnosis. So if you're a caregiver, what you can do to help navigate the you know, with your loved one, just how those behavioral changes or how, you know, if they may not remember all the things that they used to, how you can work through that. The third speaker series was actually a panel of family members who had a loved one who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. That was a really interesting panel just because we had, you know, spouses and children talking about Everything from, I think that there might be something wrong with my mom or my dad or my husband, all the way through to, you know, this is the steps that we took to find a memory care unit that really worked for us. And then the fourth and final speaker series was Dr. Rebecca Edelmeyer, and she is the Director of Scientific Engagement with the Alzheimer's Association in Chicago. So she came here to Des Moines to talk about the groundbreaking research that's occurring um, in the realm of Alzheimer's. When we talk about finding that first survivor, Tony, we're really talking about, you know, we want to know when LCS and other companies and individuals are raising funds for Alzheimer's is because we have hope 
that we will find the next survivor of Alzheimer's and that they're living right now. And so we really want to drive forward that research to make sure that we're that our money is going towards finding the first survivor. So Dr. Edelmeyer talked about the groundbreaking research, kind of where dollars are going and what the Alzheimer's Association is doing to find that first survivor. So that's our first pillar, that's the engagement piece. The second is, so that's, that's the first pillar, which is education. The second is our engagement pillar. Uh, we have a lot of employees here in our home office that really want to directly help people with Alzheimer's disease. So our committee works really hard to find different engagement opportunities where employees can directly help people with Alzheimer's. So we actually organized, you know, uh, one thing that uh, families told us that they wanted was an engagement or a social event where they could, you know, just meet other families that were dealing with the same diagnosis. So we organized a social event. It was sponsored by the LCS Foundation. It was a, um, a free event for families to attend. We had bingo, free prizes. There, were, there was food there. Every family that came went home with a free pre-made dinner and dessert. We know that caregiving is a lot of time. So we want to make sure that when they went home, they wouldn't have to worry about where dinner, who was going to make dinner when they got home. So it was just a really fun afternoon where families could just get together meet one another and hopefully forget about Alzheimer's for just the afternoon. We also organized a product drive. We know that Alzheimer's is very financially burdensome on families. And there are a lot of low-income families in Des Moines that really just don't have the funds for just basic cleaning supplies, shower curtains, towels, laundry baskets. So we actually held a product drive here in Des Moines, collected, you know, a lot of items and then delivered those um, to Polk County who distributed those to families in the area. So that's our second pillar, which was engagement. And our third pillar, which I think will like uh, hopefully lead into the other uh, speakers today, which is fundraising. So fundraising is a key pillar of our campaign. We um, organize not only just uh, employees that want to directly give to the Alzheimer's Association, but here in our home office, we also organize some fun fundraising events. We have a waffle breakfast and then also a farmer's market that raises funds and all of those proceeds are donated directly to the Alzheimer's Association. I'm proud to report that here in our home office, we raised over $80,000 this year, which was a 60% increase over last year's donation. So I think that, you know, all of these pillars, we had great employee turnout here at LCS. And I just think it shows our employees are all in to find that first survivor. And just, just a quick comment, um, Bridget, on your, um, on the educational um, sort of um, um, pillar of things um, with your 2019 campaign. Um, I, I think that that's, um, so many great things that, that you that you talked about there, and I know that as those were happening, um, that they were then also shared, whether it was through social media or like recordings of the educational series. And I'm not sure that people um, always fully appreciate the um, kind of the diversity um, um, within LCS and you know home office versus you know our different divisions and remote employees, and we're all sort of really spread out. And so when I think about um, one of our um, sort of, uh, you know, philosophies or, or, or our mission of being interconnected and interdependent. I think that uh, even just sharing what's going on at the home office, it's something that can really inspire and motivate um, even those at the community level. And, you know, they're the ones, again, kind of hands-on experiencing 
some of what you're describing and talk about. So there's um, just so much synergy within that. Um, so, um, you know, certainly as you've had to divide and conquer and, and, and to your point on, on kind of fundraising, um, I think that it's, uh, again, positive and interesting that, um, you know, you're, you sort of went about, um, as it relates to the different divisions, um, kind of having captains or chairs of those specific groups. So I think that that's um, an effective way of, of, uh, you know, reaching our, our communities individually. Yeah, and I think that that's how we structured our committee. You know, we have a home office base here for our committee, but then we also have key, you know, leaders in our communities that are, you know, one for the rental division, one for the third party life plan communities, and then one for our investment committees that are really leading that community fundraising. And they're, you know, attending the division meetings. They know the other executive directors. So they make it a really fun way to just connect with one another and you know, just that they share ideas about fundraising. It's just a really fun way to, you know, connect also in our communities. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm going to segue now, Bridget, over to Julie, um, kind of talking a little bit about the different people that help you, um, you know, at, that kind of have co-chair over the different um, areas. So we have, you know, Julie Bissonnette, who is over the Investment Life Plan um, community. So Julie, I kind of want to get your perspective, or if you could just share with us a little bit about how you um, felt the campaign went for those Investment and Life Plan communities, and if there were any things that um, worked really well for those communities this year. Thank you very much. Well, I first would like to give a huge thank you, Bridget, for your support throughout this year. Um, Life Care Services really makes this chair role pretty easy on us. I know that we're able to network when we do see our fellow executive directors and administrators and representatives in the community, but LCS does a huge job with supporting us, Bridget, specifically. So thank you, Bridget. Um, for the life plan investment communities for this year, I'm pleased to report that the last report that I got was that we have um, definitely improved since 2018. So the last report I had was that the group of 27 communities has reached $122,000 in their commitment to the fight to end Alzheimer's. So congratulations to this um, investment life plan group. Very proud of them. Um, and that is, once again, $14,000 more than in 2018. So they certainly have um, exceeded what we would hope for. And of the 27 communities, I'm proud to say that 14 of them, so more than half of them, actually exceeded their own personal goals for the year. And um, one thing that makes my role a little bit simpler is uh, – at least once a month, if not twice a month, Bridget and LCS are sending us communications that are written that we can send out to our fellow team members and other communities, also keeping up to date for us the representatives' names and contact information at those communities who are really the chair people and the cheerleaders at the community level. So uh, making sure you have the right movers and shakers in the communities is always really important. Someone that's passionate about the Alzheimer's fundraising is um, key. I would say that in my role, it's been fun to support the communities just to respond to even the simplest questions. How do I get my money in and where do I take it or where do I send it? We certainly want those funds to be coming into the right place and make sure that they're aligning to life care services so that they can get credit for all of their efforts. Um, 
just really promoting with the communities that they create a collaboration between not just their employees, but also their residents. Uh, it's great when your residents can get on board and can say that this is one of the number one causes for the community and that they have your back when it comes to little things like uh, uh bake sales and selling donuts, but then also the bigger events that we're able to accomplish in our communities. Um, and then I think that it's been fun trying to energize communities to make sure this is a year-round campaign. If you take it as a three-month capture, you're not going to get the full outcomes that we've had this year. So um, it's been very fun to see folks embrace it for a year-round culture and um, just really rewarding to see teams exceed their goals and uh, support them with, of course, the support of life care services. So I, I thank you for the opportunity to do that. Well, Julie, I do have a question for you. Did you, um, I don't know, notice any fun things that they did at the communities, just different ways that they were able to fundraise? I know you talked a little bit about like a bake sale. I don't know, what were some techniques or, you know, what did they do at those communities that were the most successful? Yeah, so I, I don't want to steal the next speaker's thunder, which happens to be my yeah. chair at, at the community at Newcastle Place, um, but probably the most fun one I heard, and I think it happened two years in a row, was a dessert auction at Trillium Woods. I know I'm I'm dear friends with Elizabeth Ann Fentner, and they raised over $2,000 just auctioning off desserts, so that was kind of fun. Um, but in the simpler fashion, I know Christy at our community will do these bake sales almost every other month, and we've switched off the different entrances and lobbies we have them at because they become real popular. Um, and, and that's a simple way of, of doing things. But th there's a lot of creativity out there. Uh, Bridget puts everything, all the ideas we submit out on LCS Connect. So I would encourage folks to seek out LCS Connect if you don't know where to start or you're looking for your next big adventure and uh, how to fundraise for Alzheimer's. That's great. Thanks, Julie. Yeah, you know, I, I can't emphasize enough how just smart I think it is to, to have you know, captains slash chairs, um, you know, for the, the three different divisions. I, even to your point, Julian, just some of those little logistical things that people just sometimes get tripped up with that maybe prevent them from registering correctly or from fundraising correctly. And so to have a peer like you there, um, that's showing, um, you know, how easy it can be or, or again, how to sustain this, um, year round that has to make all the difference in the world for, for some of these communities that, haven't done it before, don't know how to get started and are, you know, nonetheless wanting to make a positive impact with this. So I um, really appreciate all the, all the hard work you did over the year. Um, and so you, you queued up, uh, your, your own, uh, fundraising chair nicely, uh, kind of leading your event. So, um, Christy Stem, I, I know you're here with us today. So Christy, do you want to talk a little bit specifically about, um, some of the, um, sort of core key fundraising efforts that you did for, um, Newcastle Place over the year? Yeah, I'd love to. First, I just want to say thank you. I'm I'm very blessed to work for such an amazing um, company like Life Care Services and having these opportunities. Um, I've been a caregiver for, gosh, I'm going to date myself over 20 years now, and I started out taking care of people with Alzheimer's disease. That was one of my jobs in college. And day to day, we get to see what this disease does and how it affects people so differently on a day to day basis. So to be able to be a team captain and continue to raise dollars to find that cure, um, is just, it just makes my heart melt every day. Um, the biggest things I think we found that have been very successful for us here at our community 
have been um, larger group things that bring in the outside community to our community. So we do a Santa breakfast on an annual basis in uh, in December. Um, we just had it last weekend, and that nets us um, well over a thousand dollars, sometimes fifteen hundred dollars a year. Um, in conjunction with that, we also do an Easter bunny breakfast in March or April, depending on when Easter falls each year. And again, another large fundraising event. Um, the third big thing that we found to be very successful is some of our residents here are not always able to participate in the actual Alzheimer's walk that we have in Ozaki County here on a yearly basis, but they want to participate in other ways. So we have our own campus walk. We have our own walk to end Alzheimer's here on our campus. Um, and we do a same three, um, two mile route, um, here on campus. And that has made us thousands of dollars. And that way the residents, their families, our employees, um, we're all participating in that event. And that has really grown over the years. And kind of as Julie said, the other fun little things that we do throughout the course of the year, we do coffee and donut sales, we do bake sales, we do a lot of cooking contests, um, chili cook-off, um, best dessert, um, a lot of those kind of things. And we've really just created a culture here at Newcastle that is encompassing to everybody. It's encompassing to our staff, to our residents, to our residents' families, and then to the outside community, the greater community, to participate as well. Yeah, and Christy, what I think is um, it's so just important about you being on this um, this podcast today is you know you're you're bringing to life sort of the grassroots um, efforts that you have going on to to help make some of those things happen. Um, sometimes folks again are wondering, you know, who who am I going to look to to do this? Right, we're all so busy and we we have to manage and run communities, and so I think that's that's kind of a key best practice is identifying who might have that passion or that um, sort of drive to really help um, lead your community-specific um, fundraising efforts. So certainly in your role, it's it's near and dear to your heart. And I think we see that across the, the organization where you know, one or a couple or a few folks really rise to the occasion and, and help to lead that. And, and I especially love your idea about the internal um, walk itself. It's a great way to have people see sort of the fruits of the labor and, and to be able to, at least on your campus, um, have that opportunity to experience the walk, even though they can't physically be at your, you know, local chapters walk. So it's a great way to, again, visually kind of see some of those things um, come to life. So um, thank you, um, Christy, for all of your efforts over the year. Thank you. All right, Bridget. So we're going to transition a little bit back to you here. Um, I know that you already shared with us uh, the numbers that, you know, where we're at this year. But can you just share with us a little bit about um, the community walk participants and how many num- how many people showed up for our specific walk here in Des Moines and so forth? Yeah, specifically for our walk here in Des Moines, we had over 100 walk participants. Uh, LCS is also the chapter sponsor and the largest fundraiser for our Des Moines walk in uh, here in Des Moines, Iowa. So we have a special booth right at the front next to the stage, and we also do the keynote 
address at the walk. So uh, we, we kick off the walk right before everyone goes. And we also had an employee this year who's been personally affected, both her mother and her father, um, Jana Wisnowski, uh, talked specifically about how Alzheimer's has affected her family. So we have great participation at our local Des Moines walk. And again, it's just our employees being so engaged and passionate about the fight about, against Alzheimer's. Um, so, Bridget, I'm going to um, also ask you a little bit about the rental division and the fundraising campaign for that. Um, can you share with us any community successes for rental? Yeah, absolutely. So our rental communities, you know, as Julie mentioned, all of them are doing such great work. And a lot of them are, are just doing little smaller fundraisers all throughout the year, which is just really amazing because, you know, fundraising doesn't have to be this huge event where you're raising, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. It's really that one LCS where all of us are working towards doing what we can you know, to find that first survivor. So a great example would be the Delaney at Georgetown. And Sam Richardson is one of our amazing field chairs. And he uh, he had, uh, they have a great fundraising uh, philosophy there at Delaney at Georgetown. They do a lot of smaller fundraisers throughout the year at their community. So they have residents that, you know, are, are a lot of great crafters. So they'll donate uh, holiday ornaments, dog treats, just kind of fun little crocheted knit items, and they'll donate those to a craft sale, and they'll have that once a year. They also do bake sales throughout the year. Their kitchen will actually make things, and they'll sell special items throughout the year. They also have a book sale. I mean, they just do tons of smaller events throughout the year, and that raised $3,800. And when you multiply that by, you know, every community in the a rental division, it really adds up to a substantial amount of money. So we're just so appreciative to every community, no matter what fundraising you do, we're just so appreciative for every dollar that can be raised. That's great. Yeah, I'm always, uh, I, I loved seeing, again, especially throughout the year um, on our LCS Serving Others um, Facebook page, again, some of these submissions, especially this these last couple of months as as walks were, were wrapping up and, and coming to an end, people sharing, again, some of what they, what some of what they were doing and Again, to, to the diversity that we have um, within the company, it was great to see a combination of life plan communities, rental communities, everybody kind of sharing, you know, small, large, medium sized events and, and sort of initiatives that they had um, all to, to raise some funds. So um so, so speaking of that, uh, again, it was great having having Christy on and having her share again what she did at her community um, from a uh, from a fundraising perspective. Um, we also have some representation today from uh, our other life plan division, our, our third party managed side of things. Um, so uh, we have Rachel Torres with us to share a little bit about what she's been doing um, over at Park Vista. So, uh, Rachel, you want to share um, some of what you guys did over the course of the year? Of course, yes, and I'm. In awe of listening to everyone on this, I'm amazed of, of everything that they've they put in and all the efforts that they've done, and really a lot of amazing ideas. I have to second. I love the idea of the campus walk for those who can attend the actual event. That's amazing and a great idea. Something I uh, definitely would love to implement next year. Um, so you know, this is our so CL of course, uh, whom I work for. Um, approached me about uh, in 2018, getting more involved with this Alzheimer's Association and, and trying to do whatever we can um, to to raise some funds for a good cause. And you know, at the time, I 
didn't really know how to go about approaching this. I wasn't sure. Um, it was new to our community in the sense that we weren't really on a yearly basis getting as involved as we should have. Um, so I didn't know what approach to take. And I sat down with some of my teammates here and we decided, why don't we, as opposed to stressing ourselves out with some of the larger events, since we're new at all of this, why don't we kind of take it month by month with smaller activities? And so that's kind of how we did it. And it was extremely successful um, in 2018 and even more so uh, this year. Um, so we approached it with smaller activities on a monthly basis, starting at the beginning of the year, um, meeting with different uh, departments, our food and beverage department over in residential living, um, Morningside. Um, we approached them with having um, a smoothie, you know, a purple smoothie for a cause at our grab-and-go, which, uh, you know, started the minute the year began, and we ended it pretty much just um, about last month, actually. Um, and so we had the smoothie for a cause. We also decided this year to open up um, a dessert for a cause, um, go to the grab-and-go and grab your purple cheesecake. And so um, we had that offered this year, which was pretty impressive. We actually weren't anticipating it to do so well throughout campus. And we actually raised a little over $2,000 with just the smoothie and the oh. cheesecake. Um, we kind of tackled um, a few more things for our residents here. We did the bingo for a cause in our residential living. And so we had that open for all of our residential living residents and their families and friends. And so um, it was extremely successful. Um, that one also raised in close to $2,000. Um, but surprisingly, one of our biggest um, fundraising activities that we had started in summer, um, it was our snack shack. Every Wednesday, we had something to offer to all staff, all visitors, all vendors, everyone. Um, and we kind of went about it doing initially um, a nacho and kind of had a funny flair to it, uh, forget me nachos and, and sold that along with the drink for, you know, a good amount of money. And everyone was so... Um, you know, great in spirit. They were willing to participate. So every Wednesday became this thing where everyone was asking, God, when's the snack shop going to be there? Where, what are you guys selling this week? And it did really well. We actually raised well over $3,000 with our um, snack shop Wednesday, Wednesdays. Um, we had a bake sale, which I heard a lot of people do, a lot of folks do. But the funny thing about our bake sale here at our community is we actually hosted at um, our annual wellness fair. And so um, it's not the place that you'd be selling lots of sweets and sugary desserts. But surprisingly, it's actually um, well received and everyone um, is a really good good sport about um participating in it for the cause. So while they're walking around and mingling and looking into um, staying healthy, how to get fit, they're also stopping by the bake sale booth and picking up, you know, a, a brownie that was donated by one of our residents or, um, you know, the cheesecake from another one of our residents. So it did really well um, considering the venue that we actually hosted that at. Um, so we just have several, you know, activities throughout the year and on a smaller scale, but they've been well received and actually been very successful to us. Um, we've actually raised closer to $18,000 this year with just these small things throughout the whole year. That's that's very cool. And those are very impressive numbers. And to, you know, both Julie and Bridget's point earlier, every dollar counts in these small events can definitely add up um, over over time. Um, one follow up question for you, um, Rachel, you know, you, t you talked and Christy as well, again, about just the, the specific kind of fundraising efforts. But but I want to ask you about sort of what how do you go about creating kind of that that culture of 
awareness and sort of, I don't know, philanthropy is the right word, but you think about residents caring enough um, across levels of care and, and even that might even extend to family members. But I have to imagine that that's part of the campaign. That's part of your approach. It's, you know, sort of getting people to understand why this is important. Uh, and maybe it's just the fact that it's near and dear to their hearts because of a loved one, but that's not always necessarily the case. So, so can you talk a little bit about how you and the team kind of foster that culture of, you know, this is important and, and let's make this a part of what we're doing here? Right. Yeah. So um, in 2018, the first year we got involved with the fundraising, it was a little difficult. We had to come up with some ways to get everyone, all the residents, all the employees, all their families to really take an interest in this and understand the, the importance. And so um, the way we kind of tackled it in 2018 and, and, and more so even this year was we made sure we had a really large presence in the community. It kind of had um, different directors throughout the campus, um, skilled nursing, assisted living, memory care, um, residential living. Um, I kind of appointed a cheerleader and everyone was responsible for making sure that at every um, all staff meeting, we were there discussing the efforts, talking about facts, um, sharing some of the fun activities we're going to do. Um, and the same thing went for our residents. The minute we started talking about actual facts, actual numbers of how devastating this disease is, people took an interest. Residents were calling me saying, I had no idea. Um, you know, I, my friend lost her husband, you know, last year to this disease and I didn't understand. Um, tell me more, educate me. And so we started hosting monthly forums for open for residents, employees and staff to kind of learn more about it. And I think it was just more of education that was needed. And it got everyone excited once they realized how important this was. Everyone was so much more willing to dig deep and get involved. I even had residents come up to me and say, you know, I, I'm shocked by this. Um, thank you for sharing the facts. Thank you for enlightening me. What can I do to help? How can I help you? I want to help. I want to be in charge of an activity. What can I do? And that's really how we kind of tackled it here at our community. Yeah, and I think that just ties in so closely um, and aligns so well with what Bridget was talking about earlier, even with the kind of home office pillars of education and engagement and ultimately that leading to fundraising. It sounds like a very similar um, approach at the community level that, again, sort of um, resonates across. So so thanks for sharing that because that's that's pretty important. Again, just creating that 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 being part of your, your culture and, and that sort of um, carrying on throughout the years. Cause again, it'll be, it'll be ongoing before you know it, you'll start your 2020 campaign. So again, this will become something that folks will expect and look forward to and, and hopefully continue to participate in. So, um, thanks for, thanks for sharing your story. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Well, you know, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Rachel. And same thing with you, Christy and Bridget, you guys just did a wonderful job today sharing this information. Um, one of the items that, you know, I don't think we've talked yet about is just some overall numbers of how uh, the campaign did this year. So, Bridget, I don't know if you can share that with us today. Yeah, I'd love to. So I think one of the key themes that we've heard throughout today's podcast is that, you know, here at LCS, we're one LCS all working together. And even one dollar here, it all adds up to, you know, a great result. So I am proud to announce we aren't done with our campaign yet. But as of today, our home office has raised $80,000, $460.40. That's a 60% increase over last year's donations. 
LCS and our communities have raised $635,112. Uh, and that includes the $100,000 donation from the LCS Foundation, which is just so generous and really helps us in finding that first survivor of Alzheimer's. When we layer in, we have uh, some communities that do their own Alzheimer's, they have their own Alzheimer's charities that they like to donate to. And when we layer in those charities as well, uh, LCS has raised over $724,000 to the uh, to Alzheimer's and finding that first survivor. So we are all in to find a cure to Alzheimer's. And I'm just so appreciative and proud of all the great work that we at LCS have done this year. That's impressive and very exciting to hear. Yeah, that's 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 incredibly impressive. And and again, you know, part of what we talked about at the beginning was just sort of the you know the history of this um, you know initiative, if you will. And and I remember back, and I'm sure others could remember even further back to when you know 250 thousand and 500 thousand, and and we sort of had these goals year in and year out. And so to hear um, how we've exceeded that and how we've grown and how we continue to challenge ourselves organizationally and continue to just raise that fundraising bar. Um, and, and after hearing from Christy and Julie and, and, and Rachel and others, um, I'm almost not surprised because, again, it just sort of keeps um, being a part of what we do, a part of our mission and a part of how um, communities are just um, doing such a great job um, combined with our you know, our home office effort. So that's that that's totally awesome. So um, yeah, I guess I also didn't mention so LCS's home our goal this year was to raise five hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. We wanted to raise at least five hundred thousand dollars because that means we're a platinum walk team, which means we're a national sponsor of the walk to end Alzheimer's. So we hit the five hundred thousand dollar mark. We blew through our five hundred and seventy five thousand and right now we're sitting in a little over sixty thousand dollars above our goal for the Alzheimer's Association. So we're just, and we're not done yet. I, I think that we'll continue to re continue receiving funds until December 31st when fundraising officially ends. Well, it, it'll, it'll be great to, you know, catch up with you guys um, maybe after the new year and, and see how, what, the, what those grand totals were. And it'd be also, I don't think we can hear enough, um, to be honest with you guys, um, you know, from communities as far as what they did throughout 2019, again, how they worked with residents, with families, you know, home office initiatives. And I think that'll just hopefully um, create some motivation uh, and some, some drive for people as they kick off their 2020 um, Walk to End Alzheimer's um, fundraising campaign. So um, we'll, Rachel and I will look forward to, um, to doing that with everybody. So um, we'd like to thank our guests um, for today. Um, so Bridget, Julie, um, uh, Christy, uh, and, and Rachel as well, just for, again, spending some time with us, giving us an update um, on how things went throughout 2019. And again, just sharing um, the outstanding news um, of how um, we ended up doing from a, from a fundraising perspective. So uh, thank you to our guests uh, and thank you to our listeners. Um, take care, everybody.